0: Coming up on Tech News Today, you will not want to miss it, mobile is going to crush game consoles, Netflix is fighting the ISPs on data plans, and Google agrees to testify. It's all coming up next. Watch. Or else. Or I will kill you. (laughs) 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 And all of your family. (laughs) (laughs) Netcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
0: This is TWIT. Bandwidth for Tech News Today is provided by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Tech News Today for Friday, July 8th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly. All streamed directly to you, saving you time, money, and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com twit. Bienvenidos a Tech News Today. Me llamo Tomas.
2: Me llamo Sara.
0: Me llamo Ayaz Akhtar. Hey, me llamo Jason Howell. And joining us bueno. today in English, bueno. Veronica Belmont. Soy Veronica Oh, <laughs> so I am. You had to throw that soy in there, all yeah. Oh wait, wrong mm-hmm. language. Hey, uh, Veronica, <laughs> welcome to welcome back to the show.
1: Veronica. Oh, thank you very much. You too,
0: Veronica Belmont that from veronicabelmont.com.
1: Among other places, yes.
0: <laughs> you could also see her on, like, I don't know, Texilla or Core on the PlayStation Network or Sword and Laser and stuff like that. So, like, everywhere. Stuff like that. Yeah. Just yeah. just search for OnCosta everywhere on the internet. You'll find her. Uh, <laughs> let's start off with our top story. Netflix coming to your aid in the fight against bandwidth caps. Netflix General Counsel David Hyman wrote an opinion piece for the Wall Street Journal called Why Bandwidth Pricing is Anti-Competitive. All guns blazing. He points out that the charges levied by ISPs don't reflect the actual cost to increase bandwidth. Says one gigabyte of data costs ISPs about one penny for wireline ISPs. Wireline, we're not talking about wireless, talking about wireline bandwidth, is an almost unlimited resource due to advances in Internet architecture, according to Hyman and argues that usage-based plans hurt things like Skype, Hulu, and, well, I guess Netflix, since he works there. Uh, he mentions them as well. But he's, he's pointing out something we've talked about on podcasts for years, which is it's fine for the ISPs to say, you know what, we want to make more money because mm-hmm. they're businesses, but to say we have to raise the prices, we have to put in bandwidth caps because of all the bandwidth hogs, is just malarkey, it's lying, and it's unfair.
1: Right. It's such baloney. I mean it's
2: so inexpensive for them to be able to upgrade and for them to say otherwise is just not true it's not it's not that they shouldn't be getting as much profit as possible because, I mean, come on, we're talking about companies. Yeah. But they're, they're, it's, if you don't really dive into this topic and read this stuff in depth, you'd be very misled.
0: There's plenty of bandwidth on the backbone. Uh, as uh, General Counsel Hyman points out very well in his article, as well as many other people, uh, we've, we've had lots of people on the sh- on shows like Triangulation talking about this. The cost of adding capacity is not nearly in line with the costs that the ISPs are claiming they need to recover. Uh, The ISPs are just dragging their heels on, on rolling out capacity. And it's fine. It would be fine to me if the ISPs came out and said, look, you know what, we want to increase our margins. We're business. We need to make money to, to, to be able to invest money. So we're going to put in bandwidth caps because we think it allows us to monetize our, our, our business better. But that's not what they, they want to see, that's
3: the weird thing. I always thought they had a really good plan in place already. If you want a faster speed, you paid more. And that's the thing. Mm-hmm. People like us who like to watch a lot of online content or, or download a lot of online content, well, we like being able to access it very fast and as quick as possible. So I don't know why they necessarily have to move to this data cap thing, especially since it's, as, as uh, General Counsel was saying, this, this is not not a financial reason, I mean it's not a great reason that they charge you like 10 bucks for a gigabyte, but it only costs them a penny. Like it's, 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 it's kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I already feel like I'm paying up the wazoo for, for the, like almost the highest quality tier that, that Comcast will give us right now in San Francisco. And, you know, I, I'm willing to pay that extra amount because I do want the higher quality service, but at the same time, I don't want other people's service to be degraded by any stretch of the imagination. And I just, where's all this money going if, if half the time you know people still have trouble accessing their internet content or, or getting decent broadband service?
0: Well, and frankly, if we had competition, this wouldn't be an issue at all. The problem is that they do don't have to improve their networks. Where are you going to go? You've got, at best, two options in most cases. Uh, A lot of cases, you only have one option for real high-speed bandwidth.
2: Comcast is our only option, and we just upgraded our uh, package because we figured... We're gonna we're gonna let go of cable TV, and so let's give ourselves a little bit more internet. And nothing mm-hmm. changes. It still slows down at the same time every evening because everybody else is watching their Netflix movies or whatever they're doing.
3: <laughs> so it's that they're not putting the money back in like no, they're claiming. No, I don't know what I'm paying, paying for. We're paying more exactly. to get the same amount of
0: garbage. Now, thanks. one thing one thing that they, I will point out on the, on their side is that bandwidth adoption or high speed adoption was much slower than expected in the middle part of the decade Uh, and that is one of the things that i think raised a red flag to them which is why they decided to look for other ways to raise prices because they were saying hey we've got these faster bandwidth pipes And nobody was moving to them. Everyone was staying on the $20 a month plans, even though they were slow. Now, what Netflix points out, what uh, David Hyman points out, is if you want to encourage people to buy these faster bandwidth tiers, you want to encourage services like Netflix. If Mm -hmm. I have a slow speed and I decide I want to use Hulu, uh, and if my other choice is to get a higher speed that will restrict me from using Hulu because it's got a bandwidth cap on it, that's not going to encourage me to want to spend more money. It's going to encourage me to want to use the Internet less. And that's you know bad what? for everyone.
1: That, that does concern me a little bit, though, because I don't want the, the cable companies to get into the habit of saying, you know, oh, upgrade to our highest-tier Internet and get things like Netflix and Hulu. Because then I'm worried that people who don't realize that they can already access this stuff on the regular broadband connection will be like, oh, I need to pay, you know, an extra 40 bucks a month to gain access to this content. Not everyone is as smart as, you know, the listeners out there. And maybe they'll think that in order to access this content, they have to pay that more amount of money.
0: Yeah, I I don't, I I don't want them to say like, we're going to block Netflix unless you pay us more money. But if you're on a, you know, one gigabit, I wouldn't say they would
1: be blocked. I'm just saying people might think that they have to upgrade in order to get those services.
0: Well, yeah, but if, if I'm, I'm thinking if I'm on a uh, less than one gigabit per second DSL connection, I'm telling you, Netflix is, is almost impossible to use because I used to have that uh, on a DSL connection in Oakland. Uh, it just buffers all the time, and it's stuttery, so you want it, it made me go, well, I want faster speed. It's actually why I left SonicNet, and man, that hurt me because I love that company. They're doing all the right things, but they could not get me a fast enough DSL connection in my house in Oakland, not through their own fault, but because they were renting the pipes from AT&T, and AT&T wasn't upgrading the infrastructure, so I had to switch to cable internet to get the speeds that would allow me to have reliable service and and that's the argument netflix is making is this will encourage people to want to get the higher bandwidth so that they can have more devices connected so that they can use more amounts of, of bandwidth reliable uh, bandwidth intensive applications but it's not because there's some cup of bandwidth somewhere that you know will go down the more people use it it's just you need more speed there's Plenty of speed to be delivered. They the, just need to upgrade the capacity. And the weird thing is, that so many more devices
3: have become internet streaming capable televisions and set top boxes, and actually just using your computer. But the, the thing is, these services, like, you know, five years ago weren't exactly very mature, right? We had, you could have some online video, it'd be like YouTube, and you have some really lousy quality. But now that we can get HD quality stuff, you'd think that people would just go, okay, I want to buy this particularly fast speed internet because we have monstrously large bit rates when it comes to video files so they don't I don't think the cable companies even need to do this capping thing at all and 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 hopefully this letter gets a lot of people you know noticing what's going on with this the whole ISP business
0: my theory has been that these bandwidth caps are really not going to impinge on our ability to use these services because the services are run by big companies and they will start pushing against these bandwidth caps because it's not in their interests. And they'll be able to use some pretty good arguments both uh, you know, in the public and behind the scenes about the fact that there really isn't a need for the caps and there is an anti-competitive situation. And, and, and David Hyman from Netflix is making both of those arguments in his Washington Post opinion piece here. Now, that is related to our next story, which is wireless. All of this that we were talking about just now was wired, right? That pipe that comes in. Wireless is a different animal. Uh, not that it has, you know, not that they aren't stretching the truth in wireless, but there is a limited capacity to carry wireless. You have to have a license to use a particular part of the spectrum, and that is a problem. LightSquared is a company we've talked about several times on the show. They want to launch a wholesale satellite and ground transmitter LTE business. I use the word wholesale because because what's important to note here is they don't want to be your service provider they want to do for wireless what we should have for wireline which is be the dumb pipe we'll sell wireless to ISPs and ISPs will resell it to you and you'll have lots of choices and so you won't have to be stuck with just Verizon AT&T and Sprint and, and you know assuming T-Mobile ends up getting gobbled up by AT&T you'd have multiple choices from lots of different vendors if light Squared launches the problem is the bands that LightSquared is allocated interfere with GPS because they're right next to them. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: and, and the news today is that the National Telecommunications Information Agency issued an assessment saying LightSquared should not be allowed to begin its operations in the bands. And re- in response to LightSquared's solution, recommends the FCC withhold authorization until all the available test data can be analyzed. Now, LightSquared has two mobile satellite space vessels, two satellites up there. They want to convert them to broadband dispensers streaming internet to ground stations. These ground stations would then broadcast it out to where you could use it. LightSquared says that they understand because they're using a higher power. So they're licensed to use something that's supposed to be very faint when it gets to the ground, right? It's coming from a satellite.
1: Yeah, and then it gets amplified.
0: Exactly. Uh, But when they amplify it is when it causes the problem with GPS. So LightSquared says they'll temporarily only use the lower 10 megahertz of their allotted spectrum. They think that will eliminate 99% of the interference. Then they propose cost-sharing with the industry to solve the problems for the remaining 1%. Uh, And then they went and blamed GPS makers, saying, well, they haven't been properly shielding their stuff anyway, and that's why they're experiencing all this (laughs) interference. Well,
3: I mean, are you is it to be suggested that something like Verizon or somebody out there is saying look we want to own these things we don't want small companies buying this from Lightsquared so they could compete with us i mean is that what's going on here or are we just looking at does lightsquared just have a technology that is somewhat flawed at this point that what what exactly is causing the whole thing i think
2: it's probably a little bit of both yeah. i mean they don't want the competition and they don't want interference to uh, increase customer service calls when people are like something's wrong
0: I, I you know i'm sure AT&T and Verizon are out there you know is quietly in the corner cheering on the GPS makers because they don't want the competition. But it it sounds to me, uh, Veronica, I know you've been reading up on this as well, Mm -hmm. like the GPS makers have a real honest objection here.
1: I mean, they have a serious problem if this thing goes through, because if that much of uh, the GPS is affected, that causes not only issues for people using mobile devices like us, but it causes issues for airplanes and other like, ground vehicles. And so it's, it's a definitely a wider problem. And I don't know if light solution of going to the lower end of their spectrum is going to be a good long term solution. And I also don't think they really have the right to make GPS change their, their shielding methods.
0: Well, they probably don't because their original license, you know, was was meant to be that low power beamed from satellite, not mm-hmm. the high power uh, repeating. Uh, but at, at the same time, isn't it tantalizing? To have somebody like LightSquared out there that's willing to provide wholesale access, you know, shouldn't we figure out how to make this work? LightSquared seems to be willing. Some of the GPS industry seems to be willing to cooperate. Others are are, are being less cooperative. But can
1: can they just amplify that lower end of the spectrum instead of
0: well, instead that, of doing the whole thing? That's what they say is their temporary solution.
1: That's their temporary but solution. But that
0: and they say that eliminates 99% of the interference. But there's still that last 1%. That's where the battle's going to be fought, mm-hmm. uh, because they're saying we we can fix that last one percent but it's a question of who's going to pay for it because they're losing a lot of money by only using the last 10 percent of their spectrum because they share it with somebody else so they have to pay a lot of money to convert things and change the way they do stuff and move those those people who share the spectrum out of their way uh, and and i don't think the gps folks are in in any mood to just fork over a bunch of money to help fix this problem because they can just say look don't do it, and it fixes everything. Now,
3: does the NTIA, with they're saying that they want all this testing to be done, is that like just like code for saying this is dead, or is this a, is this something that will take uh, an actual measurable timetable? Do we know anything about that? How long this testing will? take? It's
0: interesting. the The previous uh, tests that I've seen said this is fixable. Okay. We just need to figure out how to fix it. This new NTIA is, has a much more strident tone, and the NTIA is part of the Department of Commerce, not under the FCC, and and they're saying basically, don't do this until LightSquared proves that it won't interfere with anything. The the FCC has said addressing the interference concerns regarding GPS must be completed to the commission's satisfaction before they can launch their commercial service. So the FCC has said something very close to to that as well. Go ahead, Veronica.
1: How did LightSquared not figure this out Way in the beginning of their testing, like how is this something that they got so far along in the process that you know they're they're putting it out to to the to the FCC and being like, hey, you know, we're ready to go. Can you approve this? And they're like, wait a second, this is interfering with one of the other major you know signals out there. How did it get this far?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't have an answer to that. I mean, you maybe they thought that maybe they tested with shielding in place with ideal shielding, and that shielding isn't there in all the products. They also
2: claim this was something that they were aware of and let GPS makers know about a long time ago what I think it was like 2001 was okay. hey everyone knew about this and they had ample time to work with us and we just kind of kept going forward and now here we are and now everyone's complaining well that seems
1: like a bad bad business decision right. yeah like no they, news they is good news doesn't work that way now
0: well uh, ho- I am still holding out hope that they'll be able to figure this out but it is not nearly as clear cut uh, as, as saying, you know, just somebody needs to do this and it'll all work out. Uh, it's it's going to take some smart engineers. There's some smart engineers. What I'm hoping is that politics and, and, and business interests don't get in the way and prevent uh, LightSquared from doing this because it is so absolutely necessary. However, GPS for airplanes, a little more absolutely necessary. A little, a little more important right yeah. now. So we, we need to be able to, to, to fix that. Uh, real quickly, Google Chairman Eric Schmidt has agreed to testify at a September hearing in front of the Senate Judiciary Com- Committee's antitrust sub-panel. Google, if you remember, previously said, yeah, we don't have time for that. Uh, and so there's a lot of talk of whether they would actually subpoena Eric Schmidt and force him to appear. Well, he's now said, look, you know, my schedule's free in September. <laughs> is September good for you guys? Uh, and they've all said their nice things about each other, about finally working something out. But the uh, FTC is opening a broad probe into allegations Google its dominance of the search market to boost its own services. The fact that Schmidt has agreed to appear means Google's taking it seriously now is Google uh, under the same gun that Microsoft was under at the beginning of last decade
3: uh, Google's made a pretty good argument here versus Microsoft it's simple you can always switch your browser mm-hmm. it's not like when you get it's not like when you're Well, you can switch your search engine th-
0: that's, yeah, that's right yeah. and
3: the other thing is when you go and get like a, even a Chrome OS notebook you can s- use a different search engine even on that even though the browser is Chrome there's always another way out but versus something like Microsoft, it's pre-installed. You have it on your device. But that's that was it. always
0: true of Windows. You could, you could use a different operating system. But you'd have
3: system. to pay a penalty
0: sometimes to get it off of there. Or you or could just buy a computer that didn't have that operating system installed. Which is very difficult to find. Unless yeah, you want to get I desktops, I guess you could have done it's that. It's very difficult to find a good search engine these days. Well, that's not Google's fault. That, that well, it uh, wasn't Microsoft's fault that it was hard to find another OS.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but that's why, that's why
0: they invested in Apple
3: to make sure there was always competition. But the thing is Google doesn't have to in- invest in competition because they have Microsoft out there trying to get the search engine I know, anyway. that's funny, isn't it? So, no, I ironic. mean, thanks to Microsoft, there's always a competitor for Google, so they'll be able to easily say... Look, you, could, you have a choice. And that was their argument in their blog post. And
0: it's a, you know, the, the, another difference uh, in all seriousness. It's a no-cost switch.
3: Yep. It was yeah.
0: co- you're right. It's costly to choose a different OS because you're, you're spending money. And, and what if it doesn't time. do what you need it to do and all of that? Yeah. There's this none of those a, considerations here. This is just here. a box to check. Yeah, it's I not even a box. You could just type it into your address bar. Or that, you know? right. I mean, I remember know. surfing? into <laughs> and, and Bing is a shorter
3: name than Google, so it's easier to type. <laughs> That's right. True. All Google
1: has to say is just because we do it better doesn't mean we're doing it unlawfully. Right, and I think that if uh, if 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 Eric Schmidt had waited
2: to get subpoenaed to appear at an antitrust hearing, it's that like if they're confident in in the the argument that you just laid out, Ayaz, they don't need to be subpoenaed. Why be difficult? Just go there and state your case, and everyone should agree, right?
3: I just hope Eric Schmidt says something silly again, like "eh." We don't really care. Sure, just go for it. Keep investigating us, because he said some pretty stupid things in the past, and I'm just kind of curious to see what he's going to he, say. Uh,
0: this is his job now, though, as executive chairman, executive, executive Schmidt. Uh, I think he, is. he his yeah. job is to deal with Washington. So Good go luck. deal with Washington. Godspeed, Eric Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break uh, and and appeal to your sense of honor. We really can't wait to move into our new studio we really need it to be perfect we really need every dime we can get to do that so yeah you know about buying bricks but netflix.com slash twit gets you 30 days free on netflix and gets us money so it's such a
2: win situation
0: get streaming more than video to your television or your friends if you already have netflix spread it far and wide I'm not saying that vandalism is called for, but any way you can get the message out, netflix.com slash twit, any legal way to let people know that they can get 30 days free on Netflix. That's all I'm going to say. Please do it.
2: No need to change your search engine.
0: No. You don't have it to get wild. nothing.
2: Right. Just put it into your address bar. Anything you want.
0: Put it into others. Set others' homepages to it. <laughs> Go to the public <laughs> library. That. No. Uh, that's yeah. antitrust. That's antitrust. <laughs> Anonymous is back in the. Well, Anonymous really hasn't left the news, but we haven't been talking about him in the p- past few days. Uh, there was a 1960s spy movie going on in Italy uh, where. I, I, what What is the police in Italy? Is it just Polizia? There's not like the gendarmes in in France I, there's not like I think a it's
2: polizia it's just polizia
0: yeah. uh, 33 raids arrested 15 people 32 in Italy one in Switzerland the 15 arrested are between the ages of 15 and 28, five under the age of 18, accused of ddosing Italian government sites uh, as part of the anti-sec movement. Italian authorities say they've arrested someone with the handle freephre uh, and described the 26-year-old Swiss Italian as the leader of that hacking group. Of course, Anonymous is saying we need some revenge on that. Anonops asked Anonymous to let them have it, stronger than ever. <laughs> And anti-Sec hacks have included huge numbers of defacements uh, over the past week. So expect this to happen in uh, Italy as well. Uh, A few dozen government sites here, a thousand here. Of course, Anonymous also
2: says, we don't have leaders. That's not how we operate, which is really starting to become. Well, I mean, it. That argument is a little bit silly, though, because it's like there has to be somebody who's like, all right, guys, who's in? We're going to go after some sort of target. Well, they
0: don't, that's, I definitely understand how they work because they're an anarchic organization. They don't have a leader. They don't have an org chart. No. Anybody on any day can can, can push for something. But there are people who are more active, and by the fact of their involvement... Uh, have more influence on things and, and that's who these people call leaders
2: the event leaders they have event leaders maybe not organizational so they're, leaders they're like wedding mm-hmm. planners
0: got it anarchists are not like wedding planners they're just like that it
2: depends on if, how much fun you want to have at your wedding and, <laughs>
0: <that's>, <laughs> the anarchy movement in weddings we didn't know. have a wedding planner so that's kind of how we do <laughs> <laughs> it sort of right? anarchi- <laughs> uh, anyway yeah, so expect uh, more defacements of Italian websites That that's what we're saying here well then
3: well Italy's really good at, at, at hunting you guys down so if you're going to do it don't do it in Italy it's
0: war baby Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true.
1: Maybe maybe that's the takeaway lesson from this example.
0: Don't If you're going to hack,
1: just don't do it in Italy, no, or
0: that's, Switzerland. Oh, but that that's a, anonymous is the opposite. They're like, oh, really? You're going to arrest 15 people? We're going to hack the crap out of you now. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, John Carmack of ID Software has a uh, has a post up today that is causing a lot of talk. Uh, Carmack says that mobile devices will be more powerful than current gen consoles within a short time. He says about two years because convenient makes up for what you might lack in power. Uh, He says, quote, I think that mobile is getting a lot of wins on convenience, and I do think that streaming services like OnLive have a future. It's not at all clear that the existing ones will survive long enough for that future to get there, but I think that it's almost unquestionable that if you look five to ten years in the future, that type of delivery, even though it's not going necessarily to be the same graphical quality or latency quality, but a whole lot of convenience can make up for what's lacking. This seems like just a general
4: theme of technology in the past five years I'd say since uh, kind of iPods came on the scene or however long it's been seems Mm -hmm. like five years maybe it's been longer than that but just in general media digital media you know convenience trumps quality music in its uncompressed format is not as important as music that I can get to in large quantities in my pocket same with video online you know Netflix movies streaming to you don't necessarily always look the greatest but you can pick it right then and there and watch it immediately and I absolutely agree with this same thing with video games I
1: kind of don't agree with it I mean I think there's I think there's definitely a different place, a time and place for, for mobile gaming, for example. And uh, this is just my personal opinion, of course. I'm not speaking on behalf of Sony, obviously. Um, but my, my personal experience has been mobile gaming is fine. I like having games on the go, but it's a time and a place kind of thing. I'm doing mobile gaming while I'm waiting for something else, while I'm riding the bus, while I'm on the subway, that kind of thing. Mm. When I'm playing like console games, and console games have become so much more immersive and so much more, you know, the quality has just gone up so much in the past five years alone that i want that immersive sitting in my chair holding a controller kind of experience where i feel like i'm inside the game i don't get that same feeling with mobile gaming and just the screen is just too tiny the screen is too tiny i like to feel like i'm inside of it Mm -hmm. i
2: think carmack made a
1: good point
2: where he 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 said exactly what you're saying veronica that it's like most people aren't going to choose uh, one or the other; they are mm-hmm. two different experiences. With the way that the industry is going, is you've got a little mobile something in your pocket, and then when you're near uh, a, a console environment, then all of that data can be transferred to however you want to uh, digest it. Yeah, I mean That's exactly. what Sony's
3: been trying to do with the Sony Xperia Play, and that's PSP Remote, so you can actually have access, uh, interaction between those two devices. Right. I mean, if you look at the Wii U, it's almost a similar kind of thing where you have. What could be a portable console, even though they're saying it's not that controller, and you could also experience better games using that actual machine. So, I mean, I think that what Carmack is saying is this is something that I think that the industry is aware of. They think that mobile is going to go this way. We've saw Nintendo is sort of dipping their toe into the iOS market and Android with that Pokemon game. So, uh, I-, I could see the console these actual devices getting really great. Well, it's it's going to be a mix.
1: The smarter and smarter mobile devices get, the better it's going to be for the console experience as well, because if you can take a kind of situation where all your saved games are stored in the cloud, and then you have a mobile device that's as capable as playing the games as your console, then you have a situation where you can truly take your games on the go and not have to worry about different saves in different locations. You can play your Angry Birds on your iPhone and your Android phone and on your PC and on your console and have all those saves in the same place, so you're always constantly connected Connected to that same data and you don't have to worry about which device you're doing it on.
0: I, when, uh, when, when Jason was talking about the convenience factor of it, though, the thing that crossed my mind is we used to, we've gone through this with food. We used to, uh, you know, take a lot of effort to prepare food, and then convenience food came along, fast Man. food came along, and we realized, hey, if we can get it in large quantities for cheap, we're going to go for the lower quality stuff, and we gorged ourselves on that, and now we're starting, in, the, in, in at least in the United States, to come out of that. Uh, i not saying fast food has gone away, but We're starting to turn and say, well, you know what? We actually need better tasting food. It's worth taking some time to have healthier food and better food. And and we're starting to see in grocery stores it's not just all mass-produced cheap food we're on the other side of that bell curve Mm -hmm. here and i i I can see us going through that same pattern with gaming where we we start taking in all of these tiny towers and Wii rules Mm -hmm. and mobile games and and using our time for them and and consoles i think you're right veronica they don't go away because a lot of people want that immersive experience but maybe they get you know kind of shoved to the side for a while and then there's a turn back to quality gaming uh after a while
1: i think sorry go ahead go ahead veronica I was, no, I'm sorry. You never, you never have to lose that quality because as mobile devices will get better, the quality on the mobile devices increase and then you also have the high-quality console gaming environment. They but merge. those used interchangeably yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. being merged. I think that's where the future is going. I think what's what surprised everybody is how quickly mobile
2: devices have caught up, even just in the last couple of years. I mean, uh, Carmack said, iPad 2, not more powerful than the 360. I mean, nobody says that it is, but it's gotten so close so fast. I mean, there wasn't an iPad 2 just a couple of years ago, and in another couple of years, they will be more powerful than what we know power to be at es- the at the very high range.
4: Especially if gaming continues to be such a high kind of priority for users of the devices, the device makers are going to have to count, you know, factor that into how they design them going forward. Mm-hmm. Anyone feel bad for Nokia for
3: trying to go, hey, some mobile gaming right here, and then they. Lost it with the end gauge. Well, if they had
0: designed it well, I might feel.
3: I'm just like, wow, well, they were a little <laughs> ahead and they kind of screwed it up. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Pour out a little Pour a little out. A little. Little yeah, out, yeah. out yeah, a little just out. For a no- <laughs> All right.
0: I'm not really going to pour in that'd be a waste of beer. <laughs> On to our last discussion story. Now I know some of you out there are really tired of hearing about Google Plus, but I promise this isn't a play by play about what we think about Google Plus and how it's fun to do We've notifications. we our piece, but I do think it's interesting how much integration is being attempted by third parties between Facebook and Google Plus. Those folks who are in Google Plus really want to connect the two, and it's it's starting to be a little bit of a battle. Uh, open exchange. X-C-H-A-N-G-E just released a tool that uses the official APIs to collect your contact info from not just Google, but also LinkedIn, Yahoo, and, of course, Facebook. And then they used uh, a method to get Facebook to Google Plus via a Yahoo importer.
3: Yeah, right now you can technically get your Facebook contact information into Yahoo and then you can get a CSV and use that CSV to import important information like your email addresses and the names into Google+.
0: So Yahoo is kind of like Vichy France. You can, you know, kind of. If you can get there, then you can get through the underground and get out. Right, but the other, the other thing side. is
3: this open exchange thing. What <laughs> they will also do is unify your address book. So if you don't want to take your data anywhere else, you can always have this one thing here because it also works with I think uh, Apple's uh, contacts manager and all that other stuff. So there's a lot of actu- there's a lot of different things you can put together in one
0: location. Now this is an early adopter crowd right now, the folks using Google Plus, uh, but there does seem to be a huge demand to take that data from Facebook and put it on Google Plus. Uh, and I don't know if that's just the novelty of it or if it's really showing that, hey, I want to use both of these things. I don't want to abandon one for the other. Or or does it mean that people are like, I'm done with Facebook, I'm moving over?
2: I don't think for the – I've had a lot of uh, the the regulars ask, well, why, why would I leave Facebook for Google Plus? And I was like – i don't know i don't know why you would i just have another social network to hang out on which is fun but a lot of people don't think that sort of thing's fun it's like mm-hmm. they have their this is how i communicate with people that i'm not sitting in a room with and if they have everything built up on facebook there is no incentive to start using google plus unless all of that information is somehow easily ported over or why would you start from scratch
0: eric schmidt has said uh, in an interview that he thinks there's room for both of course that probably serves him well to 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 say that because he doesn't want to say we're going to take Facebook down. That's very generous of him. But the, uh, Google's actually leaving Orchid up. They say they're they're two different things. Mm-hmm. They're going to leave both running. So I think they do see Google Plus as supplementary to other things, and and maybe in some ways different. Uh, you can you can merge them together too, uh, Veronica. Do you, do, you, uh, Sorry. Uh, do you need to get that, Jason? <laughs> no. also,
1: Jason, you are so fired. Damn. Oh, <laughs> I so knew that was fired.
4: coming. Well,
0: I probably deserve it in that regard. So. But there's a <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Chrome and Firefox extension that integrates Facebook into Google Plus, if you want. Is, is that just ridiculous?
1: Um, I tried it today, and I made, um, I made a lot of my Google Plus users very angry. They were like, why would you do this? Why would you? Unholy You're-
0: Alliance.
1: I did the same thing,
2: and I, the only thing I don't like about it is I would prefer to share via my uh, Facebook page rather than my private profile. I just uh, yeah. have a little bit more locked down. But it's great. I can look at my Facebook wall within Google+. What's not to like about that? I actually kind of like
4: it a little bit because I've forgotten about Facebook. So this is like, (laughs) oh, well, I'm already here. Okay, I'll find it.
1: The integration is a little clunky right now. I mean, I can't really figure out the settings. It's kind of hard to figure out if you're seeing. I think I'm seeing my most recent posts on Facebook right now um, from my my, uh, friends as opposed to the most popular, which is typically a little more filtered. Um, And when you want to post something in your status, you have to actually open up a pop-up window and then Post from there, but then it does show up on your Facebook. I tested it, and it says, like, this is comes from Google+, which, of course, it not it, it's not technically coming from within Google Plus. It's coming from this Chrome extension, um, yeah. but it's kind of neat. I don't think I'm going to keep it around for very long. Um, I've definitely been finding myself using Google Plus more and more over the past few days, more so than on Facebook. Um, so maybe I'm making the transition over. I, I think, don't know. I think it's like a way to kind of wean yourself off of Facebook. You can think of it that way.
0: I like that it's competition, that we have, we have another source. But it's not competition yet because it's private. That's the problem. Most of the people in the audience probably can't use it. That's probably some of the frustration we're, we're feeling with people. Like I'm tired of hearing about it because I can't try it.
3: Yeah, but I think Schmidt's <laughs> right. I think you could actually have these things coexisting. I mean, uh, people use Twitter for certain for certain things, and some some people use Facebook for others. And I could see how you could manage these these social networks in different ways. Like if you want to use Facebook for I don't know classmates, really, you know, people you kind of your acquaintances and things, and you want to share certain things, you could use Facebook for that. It's almost the way uh, LinkedIn is very very business centric. That's pe- basically what it's for but they branched out a little bit further and they're like hey you can send out messages and things like that maybe it'll just further define each of these services to you know be one particular thing
2: yeah right I now d- google plus is very i don't want to say it's like nerd centric but there are a limited amount of people there and the people that i'm following we're all talking about stuff that the majority of my facebook friends just would have no interest in i mean if they saw mm-hmm. my google plus experience right now they'd be like Ugh, i don't want anything to do with this but here are pictures of my kids
0: yeah uh, so maybe there is room for both. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's how they'll differentiate. Let's move on to the news, news. Space shuttle Atlantis launched successfully on its final flight this morning. Uh, it is scheduled to land July 20th. And on its important last mission, it's carrying a very important payload two Nexus S phones. The International Space Station has been without Nexus S phones through its entire run. Uh, The two Nexus S's, or Nexi... SI, perhaps, will uh, turn three satellites into remote-controlled robots. The Nexi? Yeah. And then those robots will kill us all. (laughs) From space.
2: And that is your uplifting Liquid Friday News views. Okay, moving on. Think you're safe with a Bluetooth headset in your ear while you drive? Of course, because you don't hold it up to your head and and you've got both hands on the wheel. No, no, actually you're not safe. That's Ah. wrong. That's false. Apparently it's talking on the cell phones that's dangerous, not holding them. The Governor's Highway Safety Association looked at hundreds of sites if it reports on distracted driving covering 10 years of research, so they really dug deep in a pair of commercial driving studies. A much bigger risk was just the act of dialing a number on a phone, which is something that you still have to do.
0: Yeah, even Most when you're gonna go, you use one of the wireless in car things where you can yeah, just use, say a, the name. use a
1: blue ant. Get the S4. Yeah, there you go. There Luna, are ways Costa. to do it.
2: Many people are not using those ways. Well, if you you're want to try a different
3: yet. phone, that won't, will probably will kill you when you're driving. The Motorola <laughs> Droid 3 is up for order. But if you want to mod your phone, this device may not be the best choice for you. Motorola has decided to lock the bootloader to the Droid 3. Boo. The news comes from a Moto Support <laughs> Forums rep. The rep said the future software releases will have an unlockable bootloader, but the Droid 3 is not built on software that includes that software. So forget that.
1: Yeah. And hey, Google Apps users, don't feel too left out. Google Plus is coming. Poor Vu.
3: It's
0: coming for you.
1: <laughs> this news Sorry. comes from Google's president of enterprise, Dave Gerard. If you'd like to know when... Sorry, there's no information about that just yet," Gerard said. "Sorry for the delay. We need to do it right, which sounds pretty good to me, actually. Sure, if you're going to do it, you might sure. as well do it well.
0: Do it right. We this didn't say time. perfect, like apothecary.
1: Not perfect, just okay.
0: Some clever folks over at the XDA Developers forum have got Mango Beta Run One to run on a Windows Mobile 6.5 handset, hey. the HTC HD2. It's beta software hacked to run on a device that's not meant to support it, so the usual caveats and intermittent bugs apply but it does work. Microsoft spokesman Bill Cox told all things D, we say tinker away with mango and enjoy all the juice. <laughs> mango. But they didn't object, although they did remind you that it may void your warranty.
2: All right, so nothing, nothing you can possibly do in public is safe from the retribution of angry, angry hackers, especially if you're an international agency. So here's the story. Moody's downgraded the credit ranking of Portugal based on the country's debt and economic struggles. We've heard about some of this. Snap. Then hackers modified Moody's website to restore the rating of the debt-crippled nation to the highest mark. That's A++. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a 4.0. I show you, Moody. While also attacking Moody's website security and business practices. I mean, they, they will get you. And that's kind of low. don't care who I you
0: have
3: are. to be honest. Living Social, that major Groupon competitor, is making plans for its IPO. It selected JP Morgan, Bank of America, and Deutsche Bank as its underwriters and is looking to raise somewhere in the neighborhood of $1 billion wow. based on a valuation of 10 to $15 billion. I didn't know there
1: was that much money in coupons.
0: A lot oh, of yeah. discounts out there
1: coupons big business Mm. and hey it looks like we need security for the security professionals (laughs) Uh, over a six-month period Nelson Santiago a TSA officer since 2009 stole $50,000 $50,000 worth of electronics from passengers traveling through Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport's Terminal 1. That includes computers, video cameras, GPS devices, and an iPad that they found shoved into his pants. He took it out of a
0: traveler's pants. I want to be able to take
1: water through security because of this. <laughs>
3: right?
2: I deserve it. It's
0: he, he is not uh, accused of stealing any water. <laughs> no. Which, you know, just that would have been the easy, pickings. <laughs> and sell it to people on the other side. According to uh, to 9to5Mac, Apple has asked its Apple Store employees to work an overnight shift on July 13th next week. What could it mean? That has fueled speculation that around that time, we will see some kind of Apple launch. Considering Apple has previously announced that its latest version of OS X is coming in July, it's a safe bet we could expect Lion on the 14th and they'd spend that night installing it on all the MacBook Pros in the store. (laughs) Uh, But there's also some wilder rumors out there that those refreshed MacBook Airs we've been hearing Hearing rumblings Uh, about uh, might come the ones with the Sandy Bridge processors and Thunderbolt, or uh, possibly a spaceship.
3: uh, That's
0: a lower probability. You will
3: be (laughs) mine. I'm going to work around the clock to build that spaceship. This could
2: coincide so nicely with our new set. Maybe we need some new errors, you know, just to make the new set
1: look good. Do you remember last year? My birthday's on the twenty-first. I'm just saying. I'm just
0: saying. My birthday was just (laughs) passed. It's, yeah, not too late. <laughs> it's not too we late. We all
2: still owe you a gift. That's to right. I'm not <laughs> gonna say any
0: names, <clears throat> Veronica. But uh, let's move on to the rumor mill. Yes, rumor mill. Oh, sorry, I was <laughs> I was busy drinking. Uh, rumor mill. You can drink during the rumor mill. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, rumor mill casual. today. We haven't had a good Apple rumor. About the iPod Touch, and I think it feels left out. We've heard about iPhones,
3: iPads. Yes. And
0: so thankfully, AppleSpot.nl has filled the gap. I guess. Yeah, it's an iPod Touch with a 3G connection.
3: So sort of like the iPad, so you could actually go to different carriers. Well, that
0: makes sense. The iPad has a 3G connection option. Why yeah, wouldn't but, the iPod Touch? Because there's the iPhone that kind of
3: exists that also is on Verizon, also on this other carrier called AT and T. Does this also? Make-
0: a lot less room in an iPod Touch to shove in all the electronics well, you need for a 3G it, if connection? they make it
3: thicker, right? They make the iPod Touch thicker, and they add a better camera. Would they do that? And they keep the red display. Now, the new thicker iPod it's
0: Touch. <laughs> I, I can't, We've made it meatier.
3: It's meatier, but we kept the camera crappy. I, 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 there's no point in this. Why would you do this? It's full of internet.
2: Because if you... I mean, don't you use an iPod Touch primarily? Yes, I do. So Why wouldn't you if, want that? If you don't want a phone plan... Then,
3: then i would just get a
1: con, like a, yeah, a I know. contract Yeah, it's, like,
3: it's, it's it's too and
2: the, the Venn diagram there's too much overlap the camera's well,
1: better on the iPhone about anyway i think just being like a like a kindle I mean, Kindle has 3G connection. But you you know, you can just that. be able to download it's things when you won't want have them.
3: Any, it won't have an earpiece, so you can't talk into it properly. Otherwise, you could do, you do Skype. You could do speakerphone stuff. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Unless you, yeah. it's not a handset. The iPod Touch is not
0: a handset versus the
3: iPhone. So if the only uh, different different thing is the ear speaker, is that really going to make you pick an iPod Touch over? All right,
0: let's vote. Thumbs up, thumbs down on the iPod Touch rumor.
2: I just want to be different.
0: Oh, you oh broke. see? So Girls Against it's Boys. Yeah. Sticking it together. It's, it's definitely on, uh, <laughs> on gender lines. Bangs
1: for life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the BFL connection.
2: We're a, we're a gang and we're not cooking dinner. <laughs> on to the calendar. The HP Play has gone beta. It's kind of like iTunes for the touchpad. It's powered by Songbird and it does some cool stuff. You know, You can import your iTunes libraries and build playlists, so on and so forth. But there's no download store, not yet anyway. I'm sure that's coming. So, it's cool got a way to go. The Toshiba Thrive is in stock at Newegg and Amazon, and guess what? Free shipping. So order now. Get free shipping straight to your door or your mailbox. I'll just shove it in there. California Extreme 2011 is kicking off in Santa Clara tomorrow, Saturday, July 9th, a.k.a. the classic arcade game show. So get your Pong on. Get your Pong on. Put your Pong
1: do,
0: do, down, do, flip do, it, and reverse
2: I'm actually not going to go, but I wish I had known about this sooner. I would have. Sunday, July 10th kicks off the Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference. Can we expect some Windows 8 news? Yes, we can. I think that would be awesome. Monday the 11th, uh, extended support for Office XP goes away. Uh, Mainstream support ended five years ago. So they, they said it would end in 2011, and they meant it. So that's the end of that. On the 11th. The RoboCup 2011 winds up Monday, also the 11th in Istanbul. Until then, you can watch live matches at RoboCup2011.org. It's
0: RoboCup, not RoboCop, right? We do know cup, who wins yes. yes. okay. 2. The,
2: the Cup runneth over, not RoboCop.
0: But the humans lose. Okay, yes. Either way.
2: Yeah. So that's we just know how it ends beforehand. Motorola Titanium is coming to Sprint on July 24th for 149. We didn't know the price. Now we do. Running Eclair, which is going to disappoint some folks. But you know, it's a smartphone, physical keyboard, kind of got that rugged thing going on. Yeah,
4: just put donut on it. Right? Nothing should be running with Eclair anymore. Nothing. Right. That's locked right. I was right trying. I was trying to see <laughs> the bright side spin. of the story. Positive I hear you.
2: Devil's advocate. <laughs> and finally, the Sony Mini Disc Walkman is what? going to be killed off by Sony as no! early as September. Now, when I read this story earlier today, I went, oh, yeah, the Discman. I had one in my car. It was so cool, you know? And then I thought, wait a second. No, Sony Mini Disc Walkmans are still being made?
3: That's
1: right, Sony. How does that happen? Yeah. There's, there's that one guy I dated in college that's going to be bummed out about this
4: news. Or well, he's, he's going to buy them all up.
1: on Mini Disc. What
0: there was are his like name?
1: Three Mini Disc <laughs> faithfuls out
2: there, and I think your ex-boyfriend is one of them.
4: I actually, I, I read this at home and thought, oh, I have that. But no, mine that I still have is a Sharp, not a Sony. <laughs> so you know am so good. I'm good. I actually do have
2: a Sony minidisc Walkman and some yeah. mini discs in a box that I just yeah. feel bad about throwing out. Put them on the set,
3: on our next set. Maybe I will. Hey, <laughs> Bring them in. <laughs> you're a, a better nerd than I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To the emails, TNT at twit.tv, William Profit wrote in and pointed out the thread about Google's age requirements at Google.com. Thanks for that, William. Appreciate that. We were talking about this yesterday. Uh, and he, he says, basically, Google is limiting the beta to 18 and older because they don't feel like they have enough controls in place to protect minors yet. And that makes sense. That's very responsible of them. Thanks for that, William. Our next email is from Dirk Snyder from California. He
3: says, on TNT 279, you mentioned the... 456 strikes policy that does uh, for anti piracy for ISPs and he wants to know since he doesn't have an IP a static IP address how do ISPs keep track of this guy are they are they keeping a log how does this work
0: well, they actually do keep a log. They they have a. Uh, they, he, he doesn't say do they keep a log, but that's that's. He actually, does actually say that. Do they? Does he say that? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right then. English or uh, Dirk, uh, Dirk, <laughs> you are correct. There is a log of all the IP addresses and where they are assigned. Do ISPs keep some so they, sort of log? Thing? So they. that that's exactly how they do it. They they go and they look at the log and they say, oh, that IP address at that time was assigned to this connection, and they do a, a reverse lookup. It. It, it's na- not. It's not exactly. I was also like, curious about this, so like time. For Neutral. It's it's you know it it does take somebody some time to go look up all that stuff. It's it's not incredibly intensive either, but uh, yeah. I, I I remember researching this. Six or seven years ago, when they first talked about you know nabbing people by IP address, I'm like, well, how do they know on a dynamic IP address connection Mm -hmm. if you don't have a static IP uh, that it's you? But it's 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 all logged, it's all uh, it's all recorded. And and when you see stories that say uh, companies only keep logs for so long, or laws that say they would require companies to keep their logs for X amount of years, that's why is they want to they want to be able to go back and find those IP addresses in the historical database.
1: How how do they find you if you have a dynamic um ip
0: they have a what they have a log that says this ip that shows it switched
1: to this one then went to this Mm -hmm. one or yeah this
0: account had this ip address at this time gotcha
1: next email from english
2: john from england he's also known as bgree on twitter hey tnt i'm just listening to wednesday's show and your talk about the music industry argument that digital music is killing albums because people just buy individual songs made me wonder could this mean better music uh, if musicians accept that consumers will, for the most part, buy songs that they like, and only those songs, that could lead to artists working harder to make all the songs on their album killer rather than filler.
0: Yeah, because those lazy artists, they just make all their songs crap.
2: Well, I, I think that they're... It's
0: kind of rude, English John. I
2: think English John has a point, though. There are. I think we can all think of albums where there are like one or two songs where we go, ah, they're great, and then there's these like... B.S. songs that just seem like they're thrown in there that don't even belong and it wasn't that good because they were forced to package together 10 songs on an album rather than just make 3 songs that they were really good well,
1: we always have this argument on example. Buzz Out Loud, actually, back in the day, That's about true, how right? if you can buy like
0: throwback, huh? yeah,
1: if you can buy tracks a la carte, then that means that it's in the artist's best interest to have more tracks that people are, are going to be willing to download and therefore purchase. Either that, or have one hit that is so huge that it covers the cost for the entire album. Wouldn't this
3: this would kill like every concept album ever? Like there'd be no Sgt. Peppers. There'd be <laughs> not, it's like well, look, every track has to be a single.
0: Like there, it wouldn't work. Well, no. Well, you, I'm not saying we've it, actually like, talked about this on Buzz Out Loud before too. Concept albums could be released as one track, just one mm. track. Yeah, Okay, one really the expensive there's 15. There's nothing wrong track.
2: with a concept album that's a little off the wall and different. It just shouldn't be crappy. Uh, they're two different things. Concept does not equal crap. It means
4: true. Nor nor does nor does single wow. equal quality. Just because you released ah, it as a single so doesn't musician, mean, that, it, that it's amazing. Actually, if, if I think about modern music and singles making up an entire album, I kind of don't want that necessarily mm-hmm. because there's a lot of modern music that are singles that mm-hmm. I don't like.
0: Wow, so this is taking me back. <laughs> you can keep abreast of the rest of the day's news at our sister website, NewsTalks. Right. Right. <laughs> Wait, no, that's old. Um, you can submit and vote on story coverage at our Reddit oh, yeah. technewstoday.reddit.com. dot uh, thanks to everybody who's submitting stuff over there and voting it up or down. H.R. Himes, Patrick Rigby, SciSpud, uh, PC Guy Nine Nine Nine, Everyday, Drew CPU, Flash Everyday, Matthew Fewer, Poor Tech, Flash Cider, Stephen Three X, and more. Uh, thanks to everybody who submits stuff over there and everybody who votes it up and down. Thousand one hundred seventy-two Tech News Today readers over there. Once again, technewstoday.reddit.com. and as I mentioned during the Netflix ad, bricks. We need you to buy a brick if you can, if you want, bricks.twit.tv. They start at $128, which gives you a two-line message, up to $640 for a custom logo. Uh, That logo can be anything you can draw.
2: You can hmm. say something, a passive-aggressive message. Yeah. yeah, or if
0: it's too
3: to pricey, if it's too pricey, I mean, you go can go ahead and go in in a group. You're go ahead, find your friends and put together, you know, some money for. Anyway, each one. if you it's don't know letter. where,
0: if you're like, this is the first time I've ever listened to the show. Where does that brick end up? It ends up in our new studio in the lobby. So, and that's where it'll be. Ooh. You'll walk in and you'll say, Sarah will be holding oh, it. There's the sketch <laughs> of my <her laughs> I will hold I your brick. In. It's on the wall. Style. Yeah, and,
1: and I'll pace as and long as they're skinnier than I thought they were. Yeah, because yeah, well, they, they, the they go on the
0: wall. go so, on the wall. Oh, so they yeah. just... We're not building a new wall. We're just I facing see. a wall. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Although you can for We're a breaking little down the I walls. think there's an extra charge for it, but you can't actually get a, a full-size brick replica of your brick sent to which you which so you can throw through someone's window. Don't do that. They are you right. could. Yeah. Though, no I saying
4: you could. <laughs> Stop inciting violence. So. You could,
0: but it's going to be really easy to track back to you. Physi- and so, yeah. Physically it's possible. And you,
2: that's how, how how heavy the bricks are. You absolutely don't so want I'm to saying.
0: tie a note to it that says slash <laughs> twit No. That would Why be would
2: you
0: do that? and illegal
2: we don't need things like that
1: being traced back to
2: us.
0: Veronica Belmont, you probably want to disassociate yourself from this show. Quickly as possible, but mm-hmm. uh, let people know what you're doing these days.
1: Uh, these days I'm still doing Texilla every week. I've been gone for the past couple of weeks, so and people are starting to get worried. No, I'm still on the show. I was on vacation. Um, I do Core on the PlayStation Network, and of course I ho- host uh, Sword and Laser with Tom. And next week on Sword and Laser, we are having the creator of the Dothraki language from so Game excited. of Thrones on to explain how he came up with the whole the whole language. It's going to be really cool. David Peterson is his name.
0: It's kind of a uh, a Song of Ice and Fire paloo. The next three episodes. Well, the, the the last episode we did was a uh, recap of the past mm-hmm. four books. So if you if it's been a while since you read the last one, you can catch up. Uh, and then we're gonna have the Dothraki language inventor on. And then of course the book will be out. It's so. not for you to promote. Yay! Yeah. But it's all my web exciting. stuff
1: is at about.me/Veronica.
0: And uh, you can find us on the web as well. We have a website, right, somewhere. It's twit.tv
1: slash, slash
2: TNT. TV.
0: Can they email us? sense.
2: Yeah, tnt at twit.tv. That makes
0: sense. Mm-hmm. What about phone? We, didn't, yeah, we don't have a phone
2: 260 TNT show. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot of ways yeah. to contact makes sense yes. enough. All right, you thanks.
0: S- when will we see them next? You
2: can't pull the wool over my eyes. Uh, Monday, Monday. Right. actually. Uh, same time, same place. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So I'll have a good either. weekend We'll or do that. Time. Yeah,
0: bye. Whatever. Hooray. Get out of here.
2: so over this.
0: I'm fired.